You're listening to Future Thinking from Stylus, the show where our analysts, alongside industry thought leaders, unpack the big trends you need to know about. Find out more about what the future holds for your business at stylus.com. Hello and welcome to Future Thinking from Stylus. I'm your host, Christian Ward, and on this episode, I'll be talking to Ben Downing, Global Managing Director of Ethical Media and Strategic Partnerships at Havas Media Group. We'll be discussing the latest Havas Meaningful Brands report and how brands can help consumers struggling with the global impact of the cost of living crisis. Also joining me is Marianne Borelowitz, U.S. Senior Editor at Stylus, for The Download, the section of future thinking where Stylus experts unpick the key cultural, business and industry trends of the moment that you need to know about. On this episode, we'll be discussing the current state of diversity and inclusion in advertising and media. But now, let's hear from Ben Downing. We start by discussing the Meaningful Brands Report, Havas Group's annual study of brand value, which surveys over 400,000 people around the world. So you, you've released the, the latest survey quite recently, I believe. What, what sort of new insights did that throw up this year? Yeah, sure. So if we go back to the the Meaningful Brand Survey for 2021, we've got a, we've got a new one coming out in 2022, as well as some some research on inflation, which we'll we'll touch on. It talked about how we are entering something called the the kind of age of cynicism. So I'll start with the start with the the more negative thing for brands first, right? The exciting thing is that the collective benefits of brands, you know, personal benefits of brands have never been more important, and consumers are really expecting brands to take action and do good for for people and planet the overwhelming majority of the of the respondents so people expect brands to show up but they're increasingly aware and and uh, cynical is uh, you know call it the age of cynicism uh, about that brand purpose are brands actually making good on their promises and the way that they uh, the way that they show up so this is on the one hand an opportunity you know, we, we, we've known throughout the survey that meaningful brands outperform the stock market. They over-index on, on loyalty and are some of the most resilient in recessionary periods. So there's a, an opportunity here in, in that finding. To your point about meaningful brands over-indexing, it'd just be interesting to sort of touch briefly on, on the benefits because when we talk about brands being purposeful and, and being meaningful and meeting these demands from their consumers, it makes it sound like this is a tough sort of punishment that brands need to go through, you know, to be better and so on. But clearly there are benefits and, and, it's, and it's beyond just the fact that you're doing good, which is obviously a great thing to be doing. But from a business perspective, there are benefits, right, from being better. What, what are those benefits? So in the last, our last Meaningful Brands survey, we're talking about 73% of respondents believe brands must act now for the good of society and the planet. And that's kind of backed up by, by other data as well. You know, if you look at some of the research from Edelman amongst others, the vast majority are saying that, that a brand's values, matching their personal values is a deciding factor when buying, when making a purchase decision. And around 65%, you know, saying the brands have, how brands behave now, so a clear majority will have a huge impact on what they do uh, in a, in a post COVID future. And that's interesting for us when we're thinking about a recessionary environment and the challenges there, but there's risks. A majority of consumers believe that brands do trust wash. We called our survey and we found this in our meaningful brand survey that the consumers are increasingly clued up. That makes them cynical about brands' promises where they're not fulfilled. And there are real commercial risks here, right? So at least half consumers will complain about it. So there's a, a reputational risk when it comes to social media. And around, you know, 60, 70% will, will actually just 
bounce, right? So, so if they have a, if they have in the case of, we'll talk about greenwashing in this conversation, that's, that's the risk of something like greenwashing because it will effectively turn someone away from a brand. So the way that we use meaningful media in that, in, in terms of, I talked earlier about media being kind of trusted, engaging, influential, is where you can match that media with the, the, the brand message. Hey, it's, it's good media planning. It's effective. We call it media experience because it needs to go deeper and understand all of those interactions that consumers are having with the media that matters to them. You can use that to incredible effect. So there's lots of research around the importance of media in people's lives. So if you look at news specifically, the Guardian has some good research called the power of purpose, which they released last year and, you know, found consistently what's interesting is consumers connect media purpose with the brand placement. So to go all Marshall clearing on us, the medium is the message. So a radio, linear radio over indexes by about plus 14 and high quality news, again, over index, similar figures on purpose. Uh, so what we found, you know, talking about measuring and the, the, the commercial utility of doing this, right? Why should brands do this? Why should brands take this approach is we found just kind of that kind of matching of the media to the brand purpose had a really significant increase in ad recall. And if you want to kind of lean into that more as a, as a brand, perhaps we'll get into this where you're doing something like inclusive advertising. So that's kind of leaning in to support LGBTQ plus communities. Finally, you know, we're, we're seeing some, some movement that's not been enough on, on monetizing minority media and, and supporting minority media, which has historically been underinvested in. There's a really significant improvement in brand awareness that we see from that kind of activation. That's kind of how meaningful brands and, and meaningful media, uh, and specifically our kind of focus on, on ethics within that meaning get work together. In terms of right now, clearly the, the biggest problem facing consumers is the cost of living crisis. And I wonder where your research has taken you when it's uh, in terms of that particular specific problem that's happening right now. What are you seeing in terms of what brands are doing or, or what they should be doing? So I think it, it's really important that brands and you know, retailers as well, don't, don't forget the, the impact that inflation is having on consumers. What does that mean? Well, realistically, I think it's important we do talk about this. We are seeing a K-shaped impact from inflation, just as we saw a K-shaped recovery from the pandemic. It means that higher income individuals in the distribution are being less impacted by inflation, just as they were during COVID. We've been tracking this concept of inflation and how it's affecting consumer sentiment in our consumer pulse wave. And what's really interesting is that we've seen, seen household spending fairly consistently jump. So the cost of goods in, in terms of that rise from inflation is being reflected in the percentage of household spending. So you know, that's, that's going to impact saving rates and that's, that might impact some discretionary spending as the year goes on. What, what we're also seeing is a small but growing number of consumers are delaying returns to pre-pandemic spending. So the news and of course, you know, the, the, the various industries are, are all talking about, you know, a real return to travel, which is great, you know, and a return to, to consumer spending money, but we need to keep an eye on that. So, you know, it was around 26% in the US when we, we last published this, uh, are actually delaying returns to, to pre-pandemic spending. We keep an eye on that because we expect it to, to increase. Uh, and in, look, inflation, not only our own research, but research from Ipsos and YouGov uh, is really starting to bring through a concern around financial futures. So optimism it, it, from consumers is taking a dip while pessimism is on, is on the rise. Earlier in the year, you know, we were already up to, according to our consumer pulse wave, we were already up to nearly 40% responding. They were pessimistic. Once that, once that crosses the, the 50% 
threshold, that's a, that's a worry. And what, what does that mean in terms of media consumption and, and, and how we're thinking about media? So this is really interesting, right? So one of the, one of the big opportunities, the big changes might be in how consumers watch video. So advertiser supported VOD is something we talk about that's, you know, streaming, but it's ad supported. Many of your listeners will be aware that Netflix are going to run ads as are Disney. So what we're seeing is because there's those pressure, these price points are starting to um, be differentiated, right? They're taking their products and introducing an ad supported tier or ad supported tiers. We'll know more as the time goes on. This is off the background of, you know, when we talk about media, it costs us to put something somewhere. It costs us to advertise. We're seeing inflation rates of up to 20% in linear TV. So that's, you know, broadcaster TV that you're, you're seeing the ads on your TV. So this is a really interesting market because video TV advertising is still huge and is really impactful. It is many people's meaningful media, especially streaming. So this is going to be an opportunity for brands and something to watch quite carefully for as a video, that kind of video viewership keeps rising. And now we have these new ad supported tiers coming in, which is going to do some very interesting things in terms of media experience, the opportunities for brands and for pricing. So watch that space. We'll come back to you with more. The other thing I would say is we, we talk about, you know, we talked about what a meaningful brand is and those kind of collective benefits that we talk about in our meaningful brand survey and, and our understanding of how that then shows up in, in media, why, why that media matters is there is the opportunity for brands to, to engage in a little bit more active communications and even activism where, where it's appropriate. So we're a member of the Conscious Ad Network. Shout out to to the CAN. And it's interesting working with civil society groups who are actively talking about how brands can partner to improve or, or at least ameliorate some of some of the consumer distress here beyond the direct products. So, you know, that that can be around some some more purpose-led campaigns. So, you know, we're thinking about a, a campaign to focus on insulation at the moment, for instance. And that's a, that's a really interesting opportunity. More from Ben in a moment. Now at The Download, where I'm joined by my stylist colleagues to unpick the key cultural, business and industry trends of the moment that you need to know about. Here's US Senior Editor Marianne Borelowitz, who leads on Stylus's Diversity for a New Decade series of reports, which track the evolution of diverse and inclusive brand engagement. One of the reports is around advertising and media, and it's interesting because we've written a lot about this on Stylus, right? And there has been some positive movement towards better representation in advertising. But, but the report, I believe, sort of suggests that there's been a bit of a backslide. We have seen a shift in a positive direction, but, you know, brand fails are still happening with semi-regularity. But then more often, it's not egregious mistakes, but brands creating content that just doesn't really resonate and people don't feel seen. And there was some research published a few months ago by Dunsu, the agency that confirmed this. And they actually found that Black American respondents were less likely to say they feel reflected in ads, you know, in 2022 than they were last year. And they found that Black respondents said they are seeing more ads featuring Black people. So you know, there's this disconnect. There's more representation, but it's it's not particularly successful. When you spoke to the people that you interviewed for the report, what was their response to this? Why why have things sort of got worse, not better? You know, I think it comes down to a couple of main pitfalls that brands are falling into. You know, and the big one is is surface level representation. So. There's more diverse faces in marketing and it kind of stops there. Basically the whole concept and context of the ad or, or whenever marketing it is, is not 
rooted in the culture. One of the people who weighed in with us was Zach Stubblefield from the agency Preacher in Texas. He said, brands made it a point to have more Black people in ads without bringing in more Black perspectives. So we got subpar ads instead of thought out campaigns. It always comes back to putting Black perspectives at the center. On the positive side, one of the the really nice examples of a brand that's doing that is New Balance. They've been collaborating with Joe Fresh Goods, who's a creative director and designer from Chicago. So they've been doing merchandise collaborations, but they also have a content component. And these are created by Joe Fresh Goods, working with the Black employee group at New Balance. So a really smart way to go about it. And there's, there's a particularly fun commercial, like the campaign, which is called Conversations Amongst Us. In their words, it shows how two Black men can communicate with unique words and gestures that don't have to be explained. And the ad features Kawhi Leonard, who's the NBA star, and Joe Freshkins communicating in this way. And then subtitles kind of humorously explain what they're saying. You know, one of the brand strategists that we consulted with Sonia Thompson. She described it as very culturally intelligent. She said it, it's real, it's everyday. So the, the concept of the ad is rooted in truths around Black culture, not simply, you know, Black actors in a scenario instead of white actors. So getting at these authentic details, I think is, is really, really important. How do you think that brands and, and advertisers and marketers can tap into that cultural intelligence. I mean, is it, is it a case of you need to have your experts in-house with authentic voices guiding these sorts of campaigns? Is it a case of partnering with the right sort of people? I mean, all of the above, you know, the example with Joe Fresh Goods is, is that they basically handed over the reins, but also brought in that in-house group, which is, was a great mentorship opportunity as well. You know, the employees got to sort of really participate very directly under his guidance. So, you know, it's partnerships, it's it's an in-house team that understands what they need to do. But, you know, you're not going to have in-house expertise on every type of group and situation. So brands that are doing well are, are bringing in consultants that are looking at everything from the clothes people wear, the food that they're showing eating, the, the decor in their home. All of these things have a lot of specificity that really comes through when it's done right. Another really interesting point and pitfall that brands are falling into that ties into that is the issue of casting. So that's another thing where brands have for a long time, they've cast kind of ethnically and racially ambiguous people, or they'll have a racially mixed couple. And the idea is that, you know, oh, many different ethnicities and races will identify, but generally the opposite happens. And then very few people see themselves reflected. And one of the biggest problems is that this also perpetuates colorism. So this means that darker skinned people are rarely represented. And one of the studies I looked at actually is by a company called System One, which measures consumer responses to ads. And they found, this was a, a UK study, they found Black consumers particularly like this IKEA ad that ran in the UK a couple of years ago. And one of the reasons they gave was it shows a family with darker skin tones and it's, it's a whole black family. The brand didn't choose a mixed race family to try to have it both ways. There was an Amazon Super Bowl commercial from last year. Sonia Thompson mentioned that she 
particularly like this ad, which is it's with Michael B. Jordan. And there's a black woman who's kind of fantasizing about him. And he's sort of embodying the Alexa. You know, it's quite funny and well done in general. But she pointed out that the woman has darker skin and natural hair. And it's a very positive portrayal. And it's a rare one in which she felt, you know, personally reflected. And also the ad is kind of leaning on the stereotypes, which is another major issue that tends to happen. People need this to feel seen. You know, they don't feel seen in, in these kind of generic attempts or sort of surface level attempts that are still quite common. You can see my full interview with Marion in video form on our YouTube channel. Head over to youtube.com slash stylusglobal and look for the download. Now let's return to the final part of my interview with Ben Downing. So I guess the, the, the sort of final question I would have, and I think it's sort of will be on the minds of, of, of those people listening who are working in brands, particularly in, in marketing. What can brands do right now if they want to make a difference to this particular issue around the cost of living? What's the most useful move that brands could make, whether that's purely just from a communications perspective or, or broader than that? The framing for this question that I would I would give and the advice I would give is to think carefully around what a potential recessionary environment with inflation might mean, which is stagflation. So that is very different from a period of sustained growth with inflation where consumers have money in their pockets, the velocity of money increases, and they're, they're going out and shopping. If there is a recession which impacts incomes, that leads certain segments to be more, more vulnerable than others. So I think there's a few concrete steps. Brands can support consumers through inflation and they can do that by by thinking about their products ranges by thinking about their, their pricing points in terms of communications i would say this which is it, the understanding why a brand is meaningful understanding how that relates to consumer experience and consumer experience means everything from the the product the package how it how it shows up how the 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 communication works how the brand identity works through to most importantly how you're advertising it you know the media you're showing up in how you're talking and engaging with the consumer across everything right from you know the way you show up in your performance media through to the way you're building brands and and, and partnerships is be honest be thoughtful and have the conversations if i can bring it back to this concept of the age of cynicism consumers are getting ever smarter around media placements around advertising you have to be careful making the the right promise and delivering it in appropriate media experience is really important right now you you can show up properly as a brand and represent yourself that's it for this edition of future thinking i hope you enjoyed it and i'd love to hear your feedback on twitter we're at stylus underscore live and i'm at christian ward and on instagram you can find us at we are stylus see you next time You've been listening to Future Thinking from Stylus, the show where our analysts, alongside industry thought leaders, unpack the big trends that you need to know about. Find out more about what the future holds for your business at stylus.com. If you like what you heard today, make sure you subscribe to Future Thinking in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts to hear new episodes as soon as they're available. 